Welcome to the radio program, Why Paul? Bringing and interpreting the doctrine Jesus Christ presented through the Apostle Paul. Your hosts are Michael R. Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton of 14th Street Ministries. We are here to bring you the answers found in 2 Timothy 2.15 and encourage you to teach and share this program with others. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton. And welcome back this Tuesday. I'm your host, Michelle Mix. And I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. I'm your host, Pam Lampton. (laughs) I was waiting for you. I'm your host, Danielle Law. And welcome back, Pam, uh, joining us back this week. And um, we'll go ahead and start today with, um, I'm going to open in prayer before we get started. Okay. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, And we pray that your love may abound uh, yet more and more in the knowledge and in all judgment, that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, unto glory and praise of God. And we thank you for all your blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And uh, welcome back, Pam. Uh, so good to see you back. And Thank you. Um, uh, so what we have been missing is, um, have you had any, um, uh, usually give us updates on the program? Mm-hmm. Uh, did we have any listener questions? Anything? Yes, to share we with did. Us? Um, I do want to announce, though, um, we have tonight and then next Tuesday will be our last Tuesday night Bible studies live. Um, we're going to move them January 1st on Saturday at 9 a.m. So our Facebook Live will be on Saturdays at 9 a.m., but our ending on Tuesday will be next week. So just a reminder of that. And I did. we did have a question that came in. Um, That's a pretty good question. A lot of people ask this question. Mm -hmm. How does a Christian deal with a friend or family member that dies without Christ? How do you process this knowing that they went to hell? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the first answer is we don't know whether they go to hell or not. That's between God and um, that person. So we don't have the knowledge. We don't know what happened and what's going on inside of them. Mm-hmm. The word of God says that all have been given the truth about God and the need for salvation. It says all. In other words, everybody's been presented with the truth god and you have to remember that god is a just god god knows uh, you have to remember that the word of god says he does not want anyone to go to hell mm-hmm. and he wants everyone to be saved but we have a choice we have free will mm-hmm. okay so it's, it's our choice if 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 we accept god for what he says if we believe god for what he says or we don't that's our choice and and of course today in this age of grace we don't go to hell for our sins because christ died for those sins and he paid the penalties for that Mm -hmm. but we go we if we end up in hell it's because of unbelief so if we don't believe something apparently we must have heard something 
In other words, mm-hmm. someone to make the choice to say, nope, I don't believe it. Yeah, that's right. 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 So you would know. Yeah. And when Christ paid the price for me and everybody else, it's a free gift. He took down all the barriers. And when we become, if we end up in hell and end up at the great white throne judgment, we can never say we didn't know because we do know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that person that, that passed, uh, and of course, the person that passed away, you talked about somebody you think they might have gone to hell or whatever. That's no longer your concern. That's between God and that person. And God is sovereign. They're in God's hands. And he does with them what he sees fit. And we know that God is a righteous God and he's fair. Mm-hmm. So no one can say that they didn't have the opportunity. But we but we rest in, as believers, we rest in Christ. He gives us the peace. And we leave the consequences up to God. So that helps. Yeah, I think that's a key that um, as as humans or as Christians, we can't struggle with knowing where that person went eternity, where they're going to spend their life eternity. To struggle with, well, I don't know if they died and went to heaven. I don't know if they died and went to hell. The what we're basing it on is how they lived their life. And the things that they did, which doesn't account for their salvation. And then, yeah. and then, isn't that us judging them? Yeah, it's right. not our responsibility. And 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 God before creation knew knew how a person was going to choose. And in and in different situations or different situations, uh, he would he would because he knows in advance. He knows whether they would choose or not choose. But they have the opportunity. He's, he, doesn't, he doesn't go through and, and not give a person the opportunity. We might set it aside, mm-hmm. but, but it all comes down to belief. Yeah. We, we believe in God, and we believe what God says. And that, too, we need to rest in the Lord. Um, when it comes to up to that point of not knowing that person's spiritual wherewithal, then we need to step back and trust God and let him take care of that. Yeah, that's um, right. That's not supposed to be our worry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and God has done everything through Jesus Christ to open that up so that everybody has a choice and everybody has the opportunity. Nobody's left out. Mm-hmm. So you either choose you either choose life or you either choose death. And like you said, you really don't know um, what was in that person's thoughts or their background. Maybe they didn't live the right way that we should think they should have, mm-hmm. but they may have come to the knowledge of Christ even on their deathbed. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So that's what we just have to have our hope in Christ. Hope that God gives yeah. us that comfort. He does give you a peace. On- yeah, that's right. And, and, and if you looked at the two thieves on the cross, you'd say, there's no way that those guys would be saved, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But one believed, one didn't believe. Right. The one that believed may have had a more rotten life than the other one that didn't believe. Mm-hmm. But he believed. 
So. And okay. and even though it was that uh, very short time there on the cross, um, Jesus promised them, "You'll be with mm-hmm. me in paradise." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good question. Good question. Yeah, because I'm I'm sure that you know it comes up a lot. Um, you know, for people and, you know, definitely helps us to, um, you know, really gives us comfort, you know, when we're in that situation of someone that we love pass away, you know, and that can give us that peace too. So that we're not worried about that. So good question. I'm glad that somebody asked that question. Yeah. If you're going to worry about something, be concerned about before they die. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um. And it's too late after they pass away or die or whatever. Yeah. So this week, um, we now we've already ended our definitions. Uh, we ended that last week with sanctification. Uh, so now we're moving into, um, uh, we're back to our ambassador series. And we're talking about grace in the Christian life. Yeah, being filled uh, with the fruits of the fruits of grace. And grace covers a large area. We're not only saved by grace, but we also walk by grace. And we need to produce the the fruits of grace. Mm-hmm. So, Which are produced through the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have some verses there, Michelle. Uh, Pam was going to read Colossians 1, 9 through 11. Okay. okay. I'll read that one. Colossians 1, 9 through 11. Mm -hmm. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto the pleasing and to being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11 strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering and joyfulness. And I'm going to go ahead and read 12 giving thanks unto the father, which hath made us meet to the partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. And that word meet, uh, that word meet means that the two are joined together and they complement each other. So they, they meet together. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's important to know that, uh, uh, know as believers, and of course, uh, if you notice through all of Paul's prayers, through Romans, through Philemon, he's always praying for knowledge and wisdom and understanding to the with the saints. So he's always praying that we learn mm-hmm. and understand the word of God and, and proper doctrine. Knowing what grace produces, we need to know what grace produces. Be filled with the fruits of grace as we walk through this life and and we uh, get sound doctrine. We walk in that doctrine and and operate in that doctrine. Remember, God hates sin. And grace points out sin. And grace shows us how to overcome sin. Grace produces the ability to deal with sin, and grace gives us the ability to please God. 
So, so our, our goal is to please God through his word, understanding his word. And if, if we properly understand it, if we rightly divide the word of truth, then we know how to please God and, and uh, understand the doctrine that he's given us through the Apostle Paul. We have to be aware that Satan is and will attack grace. When it comes to the body of Christ, this age of grace, that's what he attacks. He attacks uh, sound doctrine, and he attacks grace. And he wants to put void what happened on the cross with Christ. We are and I think where the, and I think where that also comes into effect is um, the on works. Yeah. That people think grace can't be enough. I have to do something, so I have to do my works. Yeah, he's always throwing works in it. Always messing up the works by throwing works in it. <laughs> yeah. We are saved by grace. And of course, we walk by grace. We don't make up laws and rules and regulations. We walk by grace. We were saved by grace. We walk by grace. And I'll read uh, Philippians 1, 9 through 11. Okay. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. And how do we, how do we get filled with all that? We get filled with it by studying the word of God. God speaks, speaks to us, the body of Christ through his word, that he has written word. Mm -hmm. And grace teaches us how to deal with sin, which is very important. And we need to know the application of grace, how to apply it in our lives and to other people. So, mm -hmm. um, so. Galatians 5, 22 through 23 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such. There is no law. Yeah. And all those, those, those fruits of the spirit, that's not, you don't pick and choose. Those are like a clump of grapes and it's one fruit. And that's the fruit of the spirit, which is in you. And, and you're producing the Holy spirit produces that through you, that those fruits mm -hmm. of the, of, uh, of grace, the law cannot produce those things. These are the fruit of the spirit and law cannot produce it. It has to be by grace and by the Holy spirit. As in Titus 2, 11 through 13 says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I'd like to go back to that verse 11. Read that again, uh, Michelle. Verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Okay, but we're just talking, but the question goes back to that question that was asked this morning or a little mm -hmm. bit ago. Mm -hmm. th that the uh, grace has appeared to all men. All men. So there's no reason for someone to end up uh, in eternity in hell. 
because it's been presented to all men. Mm-hmm. And when it says all, it means all. Sometimes that's hard to fathom that you think maybe these remote countries, what if, what if a missionary or somebody didn't get there? But I think that um, the Holy Spirit makes sure that they hear that. They hear, they're offered that. If they're seeking, if they're seeking God, in other words, you have, you were created with a conscience mm-hmm. and people sear their conscience or make up excuses for other things. But all men know. They all know that they're a sinner and they know they need a savior. Mm-hmm. And God yeah. said he doesn't want, he, it's not his will for any man to perish, yeah, but right. all to come to the knowledge of Christ. And he has written on the tablets of all men's hearts that they would know the, know who God is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You so can't, deny, all you can't a, deny it and be honest about it. Yeah. And um, we have to trust that God is the creator and loves his creation that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Much uh, that much to send his own son to die mm-hmm. yeah, for us. The right. very person, the very person that created us died for us. Yeah. Right. And of course was resurrected and, and, and now is offering us eternal life. Mm-hmm. There are three stages of sanctification. Of course, we're talking about being sanctified. We're positionally sanctified. In other words, when we when we believe the gospel, we become a new creation, and and we're positionally sanctified in God's eyes. Uh, that's at men- salvation, right? That's at salvation. Mm-hmm. And then we have progressive uh, sanctification, which. And then what we'll do is we're going to hold that thought. We're going to go to break and we'll be right back. Holding. (laughs) Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to the radio program, Why Paul? If you'd like to participate in today's program, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to michaelrmix at 14thstreetministries.com. Now back to Why Paul? And welcome back. I'm your host, Michelle Mix. I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. I'm your host, Pam Lampton. And I'm your host, Danielle Law. All right. And welcome back. And um, Dad, since I so rudely interrupted you, uh, you were in the process of explaining there are three stages of sanctification. And then uh, one of our Facebook listeners uh, has a verse for us to read that Pam is going to read after that. Well, why don't Pam go ahead and read that? Okay. Okay. Um, She had suggested Romans chapter one, verse 20. Yeah, this is, by the way, this is a Bible study, and, and any, anybody that's listening is part of that Bible study. Yeah, one mm-hmm. thing about um, when you do a Bible study, you you study and you put it, all these verses together, and then when you're in the Bible study with somebody, they're like, oh, well, there's another verse that goes along with that. So yeah. it does help. It does yeah. help. So Romans uh, 1, verse 20, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Mm-hmm. So creation and um, God has put so much grace and, and in creation or whatever. You can, um, the story I'm reminded of is um, Paul and or the disciples were walking through a town. I can't remember where right now off my head. And they noticed there was all these idols. They all had names on them, but that one idol was to the unknown God, which just totally opened the door to witness to them about who the true God is. You don't know this God, you know, mm-hmm. he exists. I'm going to head and tell you about him. And we still live in a day like that because yeah. people really don't know who God is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They'll say, I, I believe in God, but they, they don't know who he is or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and of course, you find him in in our word. Of course, like you say, nature and everything else. Yeah, you can see it. So, as believers, um, when we're saved, when we put our trust in Christ and in 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 the faith of Christ, there are three stages of sanctification. You are uh, positionally sanctified. That means set apart. And when God looks at us, He sees us positionally in heaven, set apart, sanctified. Progressive, as we go through our life and we study the word, study the word and rightly dividing it, sound doctrine, and we we operate on what we learn. We go through life and, and as we learn sound doctrine, we operate on that, apply it to our lives and, and with uh, with other believers as we go through life 
Uh, and, it's, and of course that progressive uh, sanctification is we're progressing and bringing, uh, bringing the new man in line with the position that we have. Remember when we're saved, we're positionally sanctified. And then when the rapture comes, uh, uh, we're ultimately sanctified where spirit, soul, and body is joined together and we're totally sanctified, fully sanctified. And that's after death or after the rapture. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of three stages of sanctification. So you have the, you have the uh, positional sanctification, progressive sanctification, and the ultimate sanctification. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're all seeking that, or yeah. we should be. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Pam, did you have Second Corinthians 7, 9 through 11? Yes, I do. Second Corinthians 7, verses 9 through 11. Now I rejoice not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance. For ye were made sor sorrowed after a godly manner, that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. Repentance, by the way, is change your mind, you know. Mm -hmm. Turn around. Yeah. Um, verse 10, mm -hmm. for godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death for be, for behold, the self is the same, the self same thing that ye sorrowed after the godly sort, what carefulness it wrought in you, ye what clearing yourselves, yea, what indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vermint desire, yea, what zeal, what revenge, in all things ye approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. Wherefore, though I write unto you, I did it not to the cause that had done the wrong, nor to the cause that suffered wrong, but that our care for you in the sight of God might appear unto you. Yeah, that's um, true, true repentance is uh, God's way and not the world's way. Because uh, there, there are um, two kinds of sorrow, godly sorrow and grace produces true repentance and solves the problem. That's, that's godly sorrow. Worldly sorrow is empty. The sorrow of the word world worketh death, experiential death, experiential death, acting like you're like an unsaved person, acting like an unsaved person. Uh, you can be a believer, by the way, and, and, and act like that. Mm -hmm. True repentance produces holiness. Walk by grace. Be careful to not walk by the law. Focus on grace. Don't make up a bunch of rules and regulations. Uh, that, that's man's idea find out what God's idea is. Focus on grace and remember that Paul is speaking to fellow believers, to saints. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. um, I'll read Genesis 3, 1 through 6. Okay. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, 
Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as, as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat it, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Yeah, if you go to um, if you go to Genesis, Pam, would you read Genesis two sixteen and uh, uh, two seventeen? Genesis two sixteen. Sixteen and seventeen. Yes. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, "Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat." But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord and Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone, and I will make him a helpmeet for him. So he kind of gave the commandment to Adam, and then he made his helpmeet. Yeah. Yeah. Um... They're kind of like talking to, uh, about sound doctrine. Mm-hmm. Um, if 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 Adam would have taught Eve sound doctrine, she may not have um, made those errors. But she changed a couple of things in those two verses, mm-hmm. and um, and then then she believed Satan, and, and of course Satan adds or takes away. Mm-hmm. So he's always there to destroy. Uh, and pervert God's word. And then also in Genesis uh, 3, 7 through 13, as we continue in Genesis, it says, and the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Okay, that's and man's, that, that, that is man's uh, thinking for, for their salvation. So you're, to cover their sins. So. Yeah. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told thee that thou wast naked? How hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. So he, and, he, he, he blamed somebody else for mm-hmm. his, for his sin. So. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times we'll do that today. People will do that today. They'll say, well, it's because of so-and-so or whatever. 
Yeah. But he's blaming it's, somebody it, it else. Just, it, this scenario sound, it's not a scenario, but it's the truth, but it reminds you of a parent and children. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's like you come into the room and you obviously see that somebody's gotten into the chocolate cake because it's all over their face. Yeah. <laughs> and they're standing there like, oh, oh, well, I was hiding under the table because I was trying to clean it up. <laughs> oh, no, you weren't. Well, um, I didn't do it, but Stephen did. Yeah. He yeah. made me and, eat it. Yeah. He was the one that said I could eat it because it's sitting on the counter. Yeah, because yeah. he was eating it. He was eating yeah. it, so I figured I could eat it, too. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it it's happened for thousands of years. Yeah. yeah. Clear from the changed. beginning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they blame the person who made the cake. Yeah, that's right. right. If you wouldn't have made that cake, I wouldn't have eaten it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's because of you I sinned. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, 13. And the, and, yeah. and the Lord God said unto the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me and I did eat. And again, it's now being passed on to somebody. She's blaming yeah. somebody else. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Flip Wilson said, the devil made me do it. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> instead of taking the blame for themselves. Yeah. So, <clears throat> of course, they did um, what they think is they is right. They did what they thought was right. That's man's idea. Mm-hmm. Ignoring God, seeing a problem and fixed it their way. They, they saw the problem and they're fixing it their way, not God's way. Mm-hmm. Operating under the legal system, not the grace system, and avoiding God. This puts you under the performance system, uh, self-justification. Blame your sins on someone or something other than yourself. Totally self-centered. The answer is, God, I have sinned. How do I fix it? That's that's the answer. Acknowledge your sins and then ask God, how do you fix it? And of course, mm-hmm. you find out through his word. Mm-hmm. But the, but um, I know everybody here has been basically raised in a performance system. You do this, you do this, you do this. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, we were operating under a work system and not under grace. In other words, we were going by my, man's rules. Don't do this, do this, don't do that. Or else this will happen to you on that. But we're to operate mm-hmm. under grace. Yeah. And under the grace of system. We're saved by grace. We live by grace. Mm-hmm. Not by the law, but by grace. Pam, do you have 2 Corinthians 7 1? 2 Corinthians 7 1. Yes. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So how do you do, how do you answer that? Through Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think maybe Titus will answer that. Titus three, seven, three. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have Titus. (laughs) I'm agreeing with you. Yes. Titus. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Don't fall asleep on it. Yeah. No sleeping. Titus 3, 7, and 8. Mm-hmm. That being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is the faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. 
These things are good and profitable unto man. So what was the question again? Read the question again, would you, Pam? Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians 7, 7 1. 1. Having therefore these promises, dear beloved, let us clean, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. How do we do that? Mm-hmm. And seven and eight. Sorry, my that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of the eternal life. That's by his grace, of course. By his grace. This is mm-hmm. a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. It's through through Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything points to Christ. Everything uh, is through Christ. We can't do anything without Christ. Right. Christ lives in us, lives through us, and we project Christ. And we want to know how to project Christ. So we have to study his word and, and, and rightly dividing the word of truth and sound doctrine. Yeah, and Titus is actually um, the whole well, the whole book. It's a small book, but actually is all on sound doctrine. The whole entire um, letter is on sound doctrine. Yeah, so even in Titus 3, 1 through 7, uh, it says, Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, shewing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lust and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. And that's the way we used to be. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't be acting like that now, right? Right. But after that, the kindness and love of our God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. And then with that, we're going to go to break. And then we'll come back and see what Colossians has to say. Okay. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? 
Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel you are listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now back to Why Paul. And welcome back. I'm your host, Michelle Mix. I'm your host, Michael Mix. I'm your host, Pam Lampton. And I'm your host, Danielle Law. And uh, as we're talking about the grace in the Christian life, uh, Danielle, I think you were ready to read Colossians 3, 11 through 14. Oh, just after this, um, we just finished reading Titus 3, 1 through 11, uh, 7. Uh-huh. And... Uh, when you read that, that makes a, a very good citizen in this world. When you walk through this world and you, and you follow these uh, examples or these mm-hmm. uh, suggestions or commands, basically, that, that uh, a Christian should be the best citizen in the city or the town or the country or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because, and if he's following these um, rules and or not following these rules but following these um lifestyle i suppose what you would say Mm -hmm. Uh, makes a good employee makes a good citizen an employee makes a good husband makes a good wife makes a good child and on and on so it's a benefit to society Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and if an employer's uh looking uh looking to hire somebody Somebody with these qualities are, are good people to hire, you know, because they yeah. make good employees. Mm-hmm. If that made any sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it did. All right. Danielle. Um, yep. Colossians 3, 11 through 14. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is in is all and in all. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, um, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And it says there, um, he's calling us the elect, 
So that means we have a special position that he's putting us in. And of course, the studies about ambassadors being good ambassadors mm -hmm. and representing uh, the kingdom of God or representing Jesus Christ as ambassadors. So we have a special responsibility and our responsibility is to reconcile the, the world. We've been reconciled to God and our responsibility is to reconcile the world to Christ. So. Mm -hmm. Okay, did you read 14, Michelle? Or uh, Daniel? Um, oh. She uh, she read down, did you read down to 13? Yes, I did. Well, what was wrong with reading 14? <laughs> It cut off, so just a minute. Colossians 3. 11 yep. through 14. 11 through 14. Um, Can you find it? I, yes, I'm finding it. I'm at 12. Okay. Uh, 15. Where's four? Oh, here it is. <laughs> they 14. took 14 out. <laughs> oh, 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 hold on. Okay. And above all things, all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Yeah, the charity meaning love and perfectness means mature. So above all things else is deal in your life with love, love other people. And that's the sign of a mature saint. Okay. Mm -hmm. I and think you ought to read to set through 17. Okay, go ahead. Okay. okay Colossians 3, 15 through 17. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also ye are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in the word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Absolutely. And it all points to Christ. Mm -hmm. and, and because of the, the gratitude we have for what he's done for us on the cross, we want to be the best we can be. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, and go ahead. And, and speaking of that also, um, so uh, one of our Facebook listeners, Amber Roberta, mm -hmm. um, you had your um, Bible study on Saturday uh, she says, can you give the example how we know that Adam and Eve made it to heaven? You explained it to her on Saturday, and could you explain it to all of us? Um, Adam and Eve, um, if you go back to Genesis, Pam, you want to look that up? Genesis. You go back to Genesis, and um, God um, took an animal and slayed an animal and shed its blood, and he, he clothed them. In other words, man's idea, he was to be, he covered himself with a fig leaf, mm -hmm. but God, God covered him with this, with the skin of um, uh, an animal that was slain and he shed his blood without the shedding of blood. There's no remission of sins, but he shed his blood. That only, not only means that he closed him physically, but he closed him spiritually mm -hmm. and Adam and Eve were saved we there's no doubt about that but but they believed god and by faith mm -hmm. they're saved 
and they were and and that that blood is what uh saved them yeah it wasn't well the, the th- uh, remember this he shed the blood of an animal mm-hmm. and 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 all through uh through uh israel's uh, life and whatever it's always shedding of blood mm-hmm. but no one could understand how that animal's blood would save anybody okay right until paul comes on the scene when paul comes on the scene now we know how that blood of those animals saved them because christ's blood at the cross covered all of that and and it was by faith they believed god and because of their faith and then when christ died on the cross he died for the sins of the world past present and future mm-hmm. he died for the sins of all men now we understand how that how that blood that blood didn't save them but the blood of christ did now mm-hmm. we know that say then they didn't know that yeah but because of paul's revelations from the risen christ now we know that okay so everything everything points to the the cross yes yeah, I can't find that particular um, verse in there right now. I'm probably okay. looking right at it. But we need to remember that God, um, in that whole picture, God came, still sought after Adam and Eve, and still sought them to seek them out, mm-hmm. even though they were doing wrong mm-hmm. and they were in sin. He didn't reject them. And yeah. say, I'm not going to have anything to do with you anymore. You just disobeyed. Silent treatment. Mm-hmm. He sought them. And he seeks men today through the Holy yeah, Spirit. That, he draws men. And that goes back to your first question, too, about the person being. God seeks out everybody. He doesn't He doesn't um, put anybody aside. He God is looking for them. Mm-hmm. And he looks for all men because he wants them to be saved. He seeks them out, and they either say yes or no. Mm-hmm. So the question is, um, are you saved? Then if you say you are saved, then you need to act like it. And by grace and love, put off the old man and put on a new man. And how we do that is we get into the word of God and get sound doctrine and find out how to do that. And that actually leads us into a question um, that a question that um, that we must answer in this life. Are you saved? Yeah, that's right. There is there is one question that you absolutely have to answer in this life, no matter who you are. And that question is, are you saved? And uh, Pam, would you give us some excuses on some uh, cliches that people use that have nothing to do with salvation when when they're asked are you saved oh yeah um i actually go to church on you know most of the holidays and um i've given a lot of charity um i support the salvation army and give a lot of charity so and then I, i pray every night to god and ask him to forgive my sins and mm-hmm. I've I've never done really anything bad. I'm usually pretty good. Or I'm doing the mm-hmm. best I can. Mm-hmm. I was baptized. I was water baptized. 
I believe I, in God. You know, mm-hmm. I believe in God. I don't believe him, but I believe in him. I'm, I'm basically a good, good person. I've heard that a thousand times. Uh, there's some that say my father, my grandfather, uh, there, they were a preacher. They were elders or deacons in the church. Yeah. I've Mm -hmm. I've tried to live by the golden rule. I keep the 10 commandments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I even see on the bumper, uh, people's bumpers saying, keep the 10 commandments, which is absolutely impossible. (laughs) And of course, I made I made Christ the Lord of my life. I made I made him that, you know, those are those are work things. Mm-hmm. You have to understand grace is free. This salvation is free. It's not mm-hmm. something you work for. And I prayed to sinner's prayer, whatever that is. So, oh, I'm a lodge member. So it goes on and on. But the truth is. Um, Pam, would you read um, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 4? This is what you have to believe. This is the gospel. I have it. If, um, okay, go ahead, you have Daniel. Yeah. Go ahead, Daniel. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. And that's that's what you believe. It's simple. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died at Calvary, died on the cross, shed his blood, offered his blood for our sacrifice, for our sins. Mm-hmm. He was buried. He died. And then on the third day, he rose again and now sits at the right hand of God. Mm-hmm. If you believe that by faith, then you become a new creation in Christ. You become a new believer, a new um what we call saved mm-hmm. and just as as we're uh coming to a close uh i'll remind us what it says in ephesians 2 8 through 9 okay. for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of god not of works lest any man should boast right. so it's that saying that uh, what we must do to be saved is to have that faith. And so join us again next week uh, when we come back. And um, thank you for joining us this week and send in any of your questions. Thank you. Have a great evening. Have a good week. You have been listening to Why Paul. Visit us on the web at 14thStreetMinistries.com. And please join Michael R. Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more thoughts and wisdom. Also, be sure to tell everyone about our program. Yeah.